0: Okay there, you go.
1: okay, there
0: you go. Okay, guys, this is the Beyond the Dojo podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jeremiah. And once again, we are not alone. It's been a while since we've had a had a guest. We have Guy Brodeur with us. Hi, Guy.
2: Hi, Guy. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> so
0: this past weekend we got to go to the first seminar that we have been to since um, before COVID. Yeah. And that was in Montevallo, Alabama. And lots of things had to shift in the schedule. So Guy yeah. ended up being the instructor there
2: absolutely yeah the spare wheel or the replacement (laughs) tire
0: yes the Uh, replacement tire
2: (laughs) shout out to david pope i mean it
3: was a great great uh well-ran seminar in the Mm -hmm. facilities what he had to work with and the the hurdles he had to jump to get that accomplished was amazing and we just want to say
2: thank you dave yeah oh yes thank you dave yeah (laughs) really
4: good yeah and I, Um, i was
2: you know i was glad that they chose me to go you know to me it's a restart as well you know not only you but to me as well you know to restart after all the the pandemic and everything so I've been continually uh, teaching around here excuse my English by the way I might mess up and uh, I've been teaching outside because I don't have a dojo right now it's going to be uh, open in September again so yeah to me it was a restart fantastic
0: yeah well this was the first seminar that I've trained with you oh well no see you did one online with Scott Langley at one point, and I did that one. And then Jeremiah trained with you. Trained yeah. him online one time yes. too, right?
3: Yeah, but there's nothing like the real thing. I know. Being <laughs> so. In the room and just going at it is so much better.
0: So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. way better to train in person again and get it, that. It's the fast. perfume. Oh <laughs> yes, okay, yeah, that's is. what we figured. Yeah, you definitely smell smell pretty good. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we well, you want to start it up? okay well for the first thing Gi, is we just wanted to ask if you could share a little bit about how you got started in karate kind of your your background maybe up to this point if you'd be willing to share that
2: okay well um thank you first of all for having me over for that podcast uh well i started karate i was about to be 14 years old that's two years ago yeah. um no that's 1979 and um yeah and um, so, 42 years this year. And actually, I'm st- I'm talking a little, you know, low because somebody's working upstairs. And um, and so uh, I had the choice of going uh, ballroom dancing <laughs> with my brother and sister, or going to uh, some something else. And I saw a poster at high school of karate, and I said that would be interesting because my mother didn't want me to do boxing for different reason didn't want me to turn out to be uh maybe a bum that's what she had in her mind Uh, not that boxers are all like that not at all but um that was her idea and -hmm. then I said karate and she said fine and I already had posters of Bruce Lee since the early 70s in my room you know like who did not that in a Lamborghini and uh you know another actress on the wall but um (laughs) but mainly it was just um was just that and uh started in 1979 and uh things went on to uh competition which at the beginning i didn't like to do kata at all i didn't like kata and i only wanted to go fight you know i had three older brothers at home who kicked my ass off on monday (laughs) tuesday (laughs) wednesday thursday so yeah so i had to learn to uh move a bit they were nice guys anyways uh and uh what else? Well, I started to do competition and, uh, and started to win. And it did not stop because I was completely taken over. I, you know, I didn't go out. I had friends, but I nearly, you know, escaped the, the, the group things. And uh, I was going more to karate and really early started to have private classes train like between 25 to 35 hours a week. So that was before going to school that was sometimes lunchtime coming back to from school, go back to eat back home and classes at night. And I had private classes in the weekends and sometimes a bunch of, uh, friends together. I was the youngest all the time, Mm -hmm. but a bunch of friends together go reach out in parks or we had the key to the dojo and go train together on different things. If it was not karate, purely it was like skills, Mm -hmm. uh, anything that helped, uh, karate at all but that was only uh karate in those years and then competition came and uh, i pardon me
0: how old were you whenever you first started getting into competition
2: oh the very first one i was 14 but it was horrible i mean it was more like a first experience it was at the university of montreal i was a white belt and i remember going uh no a young uh, yellow belt and then I started to do Heian uh-huh. Nidan. And I remember going, Heian Nidan. <gasps> <laughs> <gasps> two breath,
1: uh-huh. I
2: used two breaths to do the whole kata. And the kata took about 10 seconds to be finished. <laughs> so, and the first time I won, I was uh, uh, Brown Belt, third queue, And it was an inter-provincial championship. And I, I almost got lucky to win. I had the attitude. My technical skills were just so-so, but I had you know, a fighting attitude while doing it. So gave me third place. And I started to like Kata from that day on.
4: Mm-hmm. And the
2: next year I was uh, in the black belt. No, I was uh, I won the division. And then the year after it was the black belt and I won the division. And just about a month after I passed showdown, I was already on the Quebec team for the national championship and it was in kata only individual kata and team kata and team kata really helped me to improve because i was with people who were my seniors and i had to learn kata like like that but um fortunately i had and it's not all my fault it's sometimes the interest into it and uh, the genes that my parents gave me, I had, to, and I used to be a gymnast, so it helped. But, um, but I had a big interest into it. And my, my instructor said, uh, do you know this Kata? Like I, I'm going to say, let's say uh, Nijushio. I said, um, nope, never seen it. But I said to him, do it once. Okay. I'm, and I did it. It, it took one time
4: mm-hmm.
2: copying and then following and then. I've learned so many kata in one year. It was incredible. So wow. it was like a one-time deal doing a kata and then learning it and then trying to copy the guys out to do it and timing and everything like that. And it never stopped. And going after that, after the Canadian championships to the world level. And it was like training, uh, immense training like you barf training after that i'm sorry to say it this way but you're tired of doing the same kata over and over and over again to the point where you know it so much it's incredible but having said that winning a competition doesn't mean that you know the kata itself it means you know the performance of it how to do a kibarachi or gerambaraya or stuff like that or how to do chump better than others but it's, this is more like physical, athletic t- uh, approach. Doesn't mean that you know what's going on in the fight itself. You just take it in, in a way where the Japanese instructed us, which is the guy attacks you with a noizuki, mm. willingly on the right side, willingly <laughs> at this distance, willingly at this height,
4: mm.
2: with this arm, this leg. So it all helps. But when you start, I actually started to do kata application way after because right. I was... I got the be uh, 90 and 90 ish, 95 or so, 94, 95. I got to be uh, alone. I had no instructors. I threw them all out
4: mm.
2: uh, because, uh, well, it's a big word, but um, one of them did. And then uh, I, I started to train once I was invited over to a seminar with Vince Morris, British guy, yeah. and uh, super nice and brilliant. What he was not a technician. But he was a real street fighter. And he still is today. He's the same age as Steve. Mm -hmm. And just about a month later, I got invited by John Gross, which you probably know him. I don't know. And he invited me over for Steve Ubel, And that's where my life just changed Mm -hmm. like that and never quit it was like a reborn experience i i had to scratch everything that i had learned over the years the ideas of how to think to bring the new one in and i already started just about at the same time traditional jiu jitsu like grappling and throwing down and stuff like that so everything came like a perfect storm
1: mm-hmm.
2: just about the same explanation as that you know i w- i got lucky i had the interest i had still physical skills and I had the best instructors ever. I mean, not only in Steve, but, but the guy in Jiu Jitsu as well. Right. And then I started to do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So it's a mix up of all this because only one approach onto unto the martial art is really not enough. Right. Either you're a Jiu Jitsu guy, it's not enough. You're a karate guy, it's not enough. You're a traditional Jiu Jitsu, which is different, it's not enough. You still have to have all these skills. And plus, I, you know, train, you know, I, I, do your stuff, Lauren, like, uh, weight training once a while. <laughs> mm. Actually, I restarted last night, which is why I'm in pain this morning. And, um, <laughs> you know, like that, mm. but, um, it's, it's, I started kind of, um, close to 1995 to do all this. And I started to train with Steven 98. Right. So it's been, uh, yeah.
0: So from when you, when you first met him and you tried to start making changes in your own karate, do you remember practically what you did? Did you, was there a specific way that you trained on your own or certain concepts you trained? Did you speed up, slow down? What, what was it that you like immediately uh, tried to change?
2: Slowing down. I've learned that over years with, uh, the, uh, more of the Kanazawa approach because I was, a, I used to be a Kanazawa boy, SKI. That's why that's where I won the world championship. Mm-hmm. it's in the SKI mm-hmm. uh, 1985 I was 20 years old and I copied Kanazawa all the way uh, except the athletic part that I, I you know karate is in competition have always evolved to a point where it's more gymnastics now mm-hmm. than yeah. the real thing and it's today it's to a point where it's almost stupid what they do just so (laughs) that the speed is going to be there, but they change movement that they they were not there at the beginning. So uh, I was a big SKI guy for a long, long time and thank God for that because the basics were good Mm -hmm. in the association, which I still use the curriculum today. Mm. Um, And uh, what was the question again? What, where, what did I change?
0: I had just asked about like what you changed in your karate. Like what could you change immediately before maybe necessarily you had a, a training or coaching relationship with Steve, you, you know, you met him and now you're going back trying to implement this for yourself. Do you remember what you actually well, did?
2: I, uh, I don't know if you've seen a little bit of the uh, magazine things where I was saying in it, and I've said it so many times, I had to divorce from what I used to do. It was traumatic inside, you know, the turmoil of yeah, yeah. how I was yeah and what i wanted to go i saw steve and i saw the future Mm -hmm. i saw what i was doing it was kind of the present and the future past Mm
4: -hmm.
2: you know it's going to be in the past soon but the turmoil i had in my brains and my body to do stuff and erasing uh, muscle memory to go back to something better i had to learn and the first thing i did and i was about to say that too was to do slow Okay. very very slow and I used to train like that alone even way way before I met Steve
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, in the, the parking lot of a church close to my parents house and seeing it everything like Un-su, and when you finish it and I go one and then you see that you're punching and then you turn around and you punch and your head turns and you see the guy before my imagination was really there uh, that's why I was not that much good of a student in school because the the, ter- the, the teacher was probably saying something and I went like <laughs> like that because my imagination just flew like Walt Disney for instance or Harry Potter name it. Yeah. So when I see those kinds of people, I I get it because I used to have well I still have a lot of imagination but and I respect those people greatly because that's where what they drove it's not the the same intelligence as academical intelligence it's another one that you cannot don't erase that use it because it changes your whole perspective and it, this can help you as a teacher to teach people who have problems understanding what you're saying because how many instructors they have good ideas and they're trying to put it on you know in a class but they're in their own world and they don't communicate that type of thinking to somebody else which they're looking in they're in the back and they're saying oh but actually they're glazed totally glazed it's like oh so there's it's it's not really true they're saying close but actually they don't understand what the hell the guy is teaching yeah. but the imagination part of of a good teacher i think is to see what the le- and i don't want to be insulting or, or anything like that but the least imaginative person or the i I won't it's wrong word okay least intelligent person let's say Mm -hmm. and you look at that person or the youngest the least mature Mm -hmm. and you look at them and you go he doesn't understand one bit okay but i'm if i'm doing it physically at the same time it's like i'm a tv set right now Mm -hmm. so they're gonna watch like this oh (laughs) just a little bit like we did you know i was explaining godan you remember and and the movement where you go hi shuke and mm-hmm. seeing with three people just mm-hmm. gave an idea of And it's visual and you have to be like that. So it's not something that you talk and mm-hmm. it goes there, but there is no film <laughs> passing mm-hmm. through. You have to bring a movie to the set and then people watch it and go, now I get what he meant by it, every single angle. And there's one guy who taught me that and his name is Steve Ubel. Mm-hmm. But the thing is what I took from him is not only the physical doing how to, how to do stuff, it's how to think. Mm-hmm. It's to change my mind so I could forget whatever I was doing before or not forget, but at least modify it right. and put it into a new perspective and work at it until it it got better and better and better. Of course, I still will go to Steve, which it's going to be in about a, A month from now, and he's going to look at me and go, "Hmm, hmm, hmm. huh?" Especially this Uh Uh one. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes he'll go, "So," and when he goes, "So," shh, this goes like that. (laughs) Hair goes up. It's rare, but it happened to me a few times over time.
1: Nice.
2: So yeah, I know who I have to, not please. But mm-hmm. if he is satisfied with what I do, it's a big, it's a plus, you know, it's I a see. plus on this arm and in uh, my heart, whatever. I love to do what I have to do. And to me, I, I was saying to the somebody who was commenting on the, on the net, how I, you know, I had people who was interested in what I was doing. I said, in my case, my enthusiasm is I'm still like a kid and I still, have to learn so much and I'm not impressed one bit of what I'm doing right now. It's just, <laughs> I feel like I'm behind where I should be. Really? Plainly. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so many things need to be learned and And I watch, y- you have to watch different, if not different sports to- totally to see how oh, I didn't think of that before. Yeah. And you watch dancing footwork that they do mm-hmm. and you watch golf or you watch baseball, you ha- you watch the mo- mechanics of what they're doing and you go, huh, I could apply that to karate and mm. it'll help people
1: yeah. or
2: certain moves that are, you know, let's say, for instance, kata moves. Um, there are so many hidden secrets in there that even the Japanese have no clue because they are only concentrating on competition and winning medals.
4: Mm.
2: So the, the essence of the movement, is totally out. It, right. It's out the window. And They don't know what they were talking about. That That's for generations way before me. They were only gathered to, to train at the uh instructor program to be tough, winning competition, bring it back to Japan, bringing the name of the Shotokan, which is a good thing though. For the name of Shotokan across the world, they succeeded. Yeah, but if you ask them what these movements meant, it took Europeans and uh. Americans and Canadians and all, all that to get it out because they had no clue. If yeah. you see videos of that today, they could be technically perfect and wonderful to watch the minute that they're talking about bunkai. Mm-hmm. Make yourself a pot of popcorn and watch something else. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
2: It, it's, it's, and I'm being polite.
4: Yeah. It's
2: absolutely shameful what they're putting on thinking yeah. that people, and they were still again, a bunch of people that would say, oh, he's Japanese, he's good. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It, I'm not sold on that. Neither, I'm, kept, I'm a guy from Quebec. Should I know hockey? The answer is no. And I told you, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. in the changing room, I know nothing about it. How to put skates on. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's my point of view on that. So, And there's a lot of stuff that, uh, besides that, not only kata but you know how to use timing footwork and uh, different types of how to see how to think how to open breakers in your brain that you didn't know that you had the skills but you do have it inside Mm -hmm. of you it's just nobody said that famous phrase to you that goes that's it that's what i wanted to hear and i like like to open all those
3: Uh, this past weekend yeah. was the, high, the, the hand gold on thing where he said the three different people. Mm-hmm. That to me was like, oh, I that never thought well. of that. Never thought of that. And it just was those aha moments, right? Yeah. It's cool. And that's what I like to go into seminars for is to get those moments where you go, oh, I know that move. I've been doing that move for years. Oh, wow. Is that what that move is? You know, you, I literally thought that when he did I was like, oh. and then started thinking other kata and how that happens. And then the application was just like, Yes. Yes. It was worth it. It was worth it. um <clears throat> Excuse me. It was worth the six, seven, eight hour drive. It was worth <laughs> all that to, just for that three minutes. Yeah. Thank you. That so was, like, was just like, I'm good. And yeah. whatever we do for the rest of the weekend, I'm good. You know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what seminar <laughs> But
2: the thing good. is this, this, if, if you could watch it and then remember that part, it's not only that part, it's everywhere. Yeah. Anytime that you go forward into a an opponent he's gonna hit you right there right there right there not here not there not then so you have to be prepared to protect yourself all the time so when i did the uh, about 12 years ago i did uh video uh recordings of all the katas from heian to np heian shodan to np Mm -hmm. so i did video one and video two on that and uh the, during the filming we were creating, I, would, you know, I was thinking of this guy can hit me, this guy can hit me, this guy can hit me. So I had to protect myself. And that was in the, I'd say more in the uh, Oyo approach, the fighting approach, because the, every time that you have to respect the embusen of the character, where you have to respect, you're going left, you're going right, you're going forward, backward. You have to have the guy who hits you to help. It has to be at the right place, at the right timing, at the right height, or the application doesn't look good. Right. And this is only one aspect of the thing. But it's, I wouldn't say a lie, but close to, because it'll never happen this way. If you have to respect the en all the time, yeah. you're dead. If you, let's say, you have to go forward on Ni nidan, uh, it's not going to work all the time. You might, depending on what you think about it or how you see the application. If you do a Sendo sen or a no sen, you're blocking countering, or the guy just goes in and you just pop uh, Urazuki in the face.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And if the footwork has to change where the Enbusen has nothing to do with it, let's say for instance, Teki Shodan, we're always going there, Teki Shodan left and right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If you play in a different matter, You'll find that the joy, it's, it's going to be like a, a flower bouquet going <laughs> like yeah. that. Because now you found out that, wow, there are so much things I can do. And teki shodan is just a, yeah. a treasure chest of stuff. It's too bad I didn't have the time to go through that during yeah. the weekend. Because people would go yeah. like yeah. that. And yeah, and, and, it, and you take that and you apply it to different movement that they look alike. I don't know if you remember when we were talking about Uchiuke and the crossing technique, everything crosses in front of you like that. Mm-hmm. They look alike. Ageuke looks like Uchiuke and Manjuke and Kosauke and all shutoke. They all look alike and basai and, uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just that when you start to think this way, you're changing the gears inside your brain
4: right.
2: to a new point of view. And then you see, hey, I can protect myself anytime. Anytime.
0: time. Yeah. And then well, I, you get to liked, be better at, at doing it. I liked what you had said, which Steve has made similar points before that like, you, just, you said, you know, you're just fighting against air molecules when you're doing it against the air and it doesn't feel the same as doing it against a person. So practicing like that same p- pattern against your arm versus me just practicing it against the air made a world of difference as far as the timing and stuff goes. Um, but then I think that sometimes people will, train and they will feel something. And because they think it feels good, they think that it's right. So how do you kind of balance the two? You know, you talked about training on your own quite a bit. Um, you know, if if you're not immediately getting that coaching feedback from someone you're modeling your karate after, how do you balance like what you're training with how it's feeling versus it actually being correct? How do you kind of marry those concepts? Do you kind of follow what I'm asking?
2: Um, kind of, Tell me if I'm wrong uh, in the way uh, I'm Mm -hmm. understanding it. Mm -hmm. But there's no way that somebody will improve their karate, their knowledge, if there is not contact. Right. Like physical contact. Yeah. Because we, as karate people, have been taught that you're being attacked by a punch Mm -hmm. or a kick. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: But what about a grab? What about somebody takes you to the throat or grabs you from behind like that Mm -hmm. or other things that is not what we're doing in, in competition. And everything is thought to be like, we're watching right now. It's in a box. Mm -hmm. And what about if the guy comes from behind and he grabs you by the, by the, 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 the shirt like that, or in front, we grabs you by the hair. Mm -hmm. And we don't see that in karate. It's like totally forgotten. And how can you imagine being grabbed if you have never been grabbed before? Yeah. If you don't have somebody, let's say you, Lauren, being attacked by a guy the size of uh, Jeremiah who's, in, who's mad and he wants to you know, take <laughs> yeah. you over. Uh, no, no, but I mean, how can you imagine that on your body if you, you don't feel it? Right. And you, you'd be surprised how if I grab somebody, with an attitude, mm-hmm. they're just like shocked, yeah. <clears throat> and I and and it's about a hundred and one percent of the time because people are don't try they train to be nice. They're in a dojo uh, surrounding, it's, so everybody is a nice person. Everybody's super, you know, uh, t- taking care that they're not, you know. Um, uh, punching and hurting the person and how many times i said just this weekend if you you have to attack attack completely because if you love the person in front of you you want him to succeed at blocking what your your best shot would be and then there's something to be learned but it's the same thing if you go and grab the person and you shake him you throw him into the wall it it may be aggressive but how can you replay uh, replicate that if you're alone You're not helping yourself by trying just to do imagination stuff. And uh, that's why trying to do a little bit of um, uh, other martial arts where it's only that. If you take jujitsu, it's only that. You take uh, judo, it's only that. It's only grabbing. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn from that. And when you're in that situation where you're being grabbed like this in, in jujitsu or judo, I'm thinking I'm going to punch him right there, right there, right there, right there, because I know that he doesn't. Right. So it's, you're, you're switching your mindset to, it's not a punch. The guy is coming to to you. Like you would see on YouTube many times, all the aggressions, the guy grabs you and stuff. And so it's not imagination. This is real stuff. Mm -hmm. The guy, you know, wants to push you. You have to deal with a push. Could be pushed from the side, push from behind, push from the front, grab you by the legs. See, and kata uh, sometimes can show some some sort of approach to that.
1: Right.
2: And sometimes uh, people don't make the link between a certain kind of movement and the look of it. Let's say kosadachi, right. kosadachi, where you have your legs together. How many times have you fought like that? none yeah you know you don't you're not gonna it's a it's a transition transition movement Mm. to a throwing movement you're putting your leg twisting and then you turn around and you use it as a throw Mm. Mm. it could be that it could be you're landing on the person your knee inside the person you made you made the throw already and yeah. then you go, the kosa is actually you're landing on the person and you're just over the person strangling or whatever you need to do. <laughs> uh, A kosa, kosa uke is another one. Yeah. See, aren't one, two, or one, and you, you do the strangulation. But you have to have that knowledge that other martial arts will bring you right. that karate doesn't because people are so super nice. Mm,
4: yes. So
2: you cannot... You cannot go into that in your imagination alone. Mm-hmm. If you felt it before, then you can. Mm. It gives you a better perspective of, okay, how many of you have been punched in the face?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Are you dead? But yeah. you know, right. after being punched, how much, it doesn't hurt that much.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Depending on, you know, who's punching and how much. Yeah. But right after you you know i've been in real fights and and being punched and go huh that's all that's all yeah and i've been knocked down as well right and lost teeth truly this Mm -hmm. one is not real this (laughs) one's not real life (laughs) ask my dentist um he
0: did a great job
2: well and uh pardon me
0: he did a great (laughs) job fixing them for you
2: (laughs) and okay yes but uh yeah um so it's a part that there is imagination. A part needs to be physical. You what have mean? no choice. You cannot go and imagine how to punch something with only hitting air molecules again, yeah. and you have no makira, makiwara, no heavy bags, and receiving receiving a punch. I love receiving punches in the in the stomach area. Yeah, just just so that to feel that how much can you take, and. And then use the position just to move and you know absorb and you know the whole thing it's it's very technical sometimes but sometimes you have to take the physical part and feel what it is to be you know let's say we're working on a wrist lock mm. you cannot say it works if it doesn't hurt mm. and in this kind of martial arts where we're, we're controlling uh, let's say wrist lock or arm lock, mm-hmm. elbow lock and stuff like that. Everything works with one thing,
4: mm-hmm.
2: pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. there's no pain, the answer is no, it's negative. It's not working. Yeah. Now we can't do that with this all the time or punch the person in the nuts and uh, break his knee or something like that. Right. But there's at least a part of work the distance and see what the body mechanics change when there's a, a active punch. And that's where sometimes you should try that with your students, the Hollywood night. <laughs> where night. Everybody. And where everybody's a stunt man. And which kid hasn't done the. <sighs>
0: that is a really cool idea. And the, <laughs> that's really,
2: we're stealing that one. For I sure.
0: See, yeah. Cause would love that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and Hollywood night is the one where you could take your application and now you see what the the physique will do right when you do let's say uraken, and you do uraken, pow in the face and then the body is all open and then you do keag in the nuts or the opposite, you know, the opposite or stuff like that you know Absolutely. and but the kids will just go wow i love yeah. that and they'll come home talking to their parents we were doing hollywood and i did that and i did that sometimes and i made teams which okay, this is team uh, from uh, Hollywood. This one from Bollywood. This one from, from uh, let's say whatever. <laughs> and and then they're competing. They're competing into that same let's say space of kata, which is called let's say Heian Nidan, where it's the Uraken yokugiriya, And show me what your team of actors did. And then we film it, and then we we're giving points and then it gives them a sense of there's an adventure tonight i mean it's fantastic fantastic. let's open the popcorn thing and watch this you know (laughs) and i did so so many stuff like that and sometimes i was filming them and showing that to them after okay so you're being oh and use the imagination again like what i did the last one i did was um before COVID, of course and we had teams like that where, okay, it's the, let's say, let's say we're taking still the uh Heyandidan approach and uh, and you're the good guy, but you're being attacked by zombies, vampires and, you know, dead people, whatever. And the, and the dead people come oh, and then you'd have to do what I can <laughs> and Yoko will and stuff like that. But they have to act the thing and they're laughing. They're having a good time, but they're learning right. that there's a reaction to an action.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like, it, oh, that, was like a, that one summer that um you had your kids make up their own pieces of Akata, yeah. and they had to work on the bunkai of it and then we turned it into a music video they actually <laughs> did a pretty decent job it's, it's funny how when <laughs> when you don't poison the mind of your students with the traditional Japanese Ooh. bunkai <laughs> and yes. you let them just say that it. again
3: say that again you don't, you don't poison this. your students yeah. mind when you
0: let them figure it out by based on common sense just as a starting point I feel like they do better and then yeah. you build off of that with more practical stuff because I know that the stuff that I learned and I know that you learned and you learned and originally it's like not gonna yeah. work. Like you talked about the no, endless no, no, and no, stuff. No, they no, don't no, respect no. that at all. Yeah. They don't respect the end. they no, just no, go for no, it. No, no. <laughs> S- still just, but,
2: but you said it you also said it in one word, bunk-kai. It's a lot of bunk <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So, uh, so, so yeah, we, have to, we have to make that happen. And it's when they use, again, imagination. And when they have the imagination of, you know, we're going to be attacking one way. But, I, of course, the part of the instructor is just to give them a little bit of leeway and as well a little bit of explanation. What's the point? Okay, what's the idea? What's the... The approach, and then they can start from there. So, yeah, this is uh, one thing.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, guess
2: the, I covered that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so you t- you've talked quite a bit about about incorporating other martial arts. How far into mm-hmm. your training do you think you should start that? Should it be immediately? Should you be a shodan level? When should you start training multiple martial arts?
2: A little bit at the beginning, because uh, especially with the uh, the adults where in the adult's mind, there's a a logic set up already from reality where the kids have no idea. They're blank pages. So you can do pretty much what you want to do with the kids. But the adults who has lived a bit more, has more experience, life experience, you have to show them that why do we do this on on Heian Shodan and then we do Girambarai and then we do... uh, let's say Heian sandan what is this to me Heian sandan this movement when i was even yamdan looking at that's before i met steve looking at and i went i mean they were smoking good stuff in japan to invent such such a movement (laughs) or they were drinking sake night in and night out because Mm -hmm. the movement to me made no sense standing up two feet glued together and doing a crossing movement like that and especially when they show the hip going like this, like uh, congas, I don't know. So <laughs> it's it it made no sense to me. So when the first the first question I asked to Steve and I was in the staircase of the Langford Hotel in Orlando, and I asked him the first question was exactly that movement. What the heck is this? And he looked at me, said, "Hmm, well, there's many things you can do with that." And that was the end. And then <laughs> he said. Well, this guy knows, but he doesn't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to give it away to somebody who's asking him in a staircase mm-hmm. outside in a hotel. Maybe he just wants to take my stuff and go back home and explain that he invented that. You know Steve's right. idea on giving stuff away that people don't necessarily deserve to have right, right. that knowledge. Right. So, uh, so this is this is a big thing. I mean, you have to you have to have a big open mind and yes the other martial arts help and yes you have to say that all the slow movement in a kata is a trap meaning that it, there there's no uh, slow movement in any fights mm-hmm. so every time that you stop at a slow movement and then you have to do a slow one like yandan for then you turn one two three. if you take that slow movement away you'll find out pretty much what the movement meant oh it helps because it does not exist. Why do we do that fast here and then we do it slow there? It's a question of balance. It's to to try to learn where your center is and you can shift it because you're, it's, it's like the first, at the beginning of trying to make you shift your body weight wherever you want to do it, anytime you decide to do it, but it has no purpose. It has no other purpose logically as a fighting tool. Doesn't make sense. So, yeah, you have to watch all these little secrets of slow movement, angles, and being protected like that. And take take some try that with uh, anybody to do. Let's say all the slow movement and sandan or stuff like that. Take that away, and you'll find out a little bit more on how this movement was invented or it could be used. Actually, like turning around in sandan and slowly coming back here, and then you do the first movement take that away and glue everything together and you'll find out that it works better at least.
0: So I noticed in your teaching at the seminar, yeah. yeah. So I noticed that in your teaching at the seminar that on occasion you were, you were using a little bit more scientific terminology, like you were talking about specific muscle groups causing certain movements. Mm -hmm. Um, Could Mm -hmm. you kind of share like what, how did you, what importance do you feel it is for Katika to know a little bit more about the human body. Cause I mean, I think I've seen many people teach concepts where they, uh, sorry, Jeremiah has to let the dog out because she is tippy tap and has to go potty. (laughs) Um, I've seen um, instructors teach where they don't really have a very good understanding of how the human body works. And sometimes they try to explain something. They try to explain a movement and they are adding in these extra like superfluous things that are not very important. Um, what importance do you think it is for someone to actually know which muscles are working and how did you go about learning that?
2: Um, first, I I read <laughs> and I was interested in knowing what muscle are being used to do certain techniques and what not to be used and uh, to actually to take away as much uh muscles out of the job that it's not necessary was the point one because most people they go fast and they go like like green like the hulk and every muscles are being used for no reasons to help and um yeah i read you know and um uh to learn different muscles that I've I, you know, used to make it faster, talked with Steve and the other guys who knows about it. And you want to know what, where, and how I can hurt that part of the body.
4: Mm. To
2: know you have to know what what region you're using or you're, because we're, we're teachers, we're supposed to know how to punch, how to kick, how to block, how to move, how to escape. But who thinks of where to hit? Right. What are you going to affect if you're punching here or you use your fingers and the throat here, or you're taking the clavicle out or the throat out or the, the, the different place, places in the body? I'm not a, I'm not, um, a scientific uh, genius whatsoever, but at least as long as you know the basic you know, muscle groups that helps even if you don't know the very technical word, especially in French and then in English, <laughs> but you try to, to make it useful so that people know that, okay, well, in your your pair of pants, there is a line here. And that line here is a line with a certain amount of muscles and they're called adductors. And from the outside, this where you have your lining here. It, these are muscles that helps you lift your leg on the side and they're called adductors. a doctor so uh, and and the quads and and I I do that with the kids often I repeat and I repeat and I repeat I want them to understand Mm. and the psoas and and they all know abs you know right the abs are easy biceps kind of easy but they have no knowledge of that and it's important to me like a little bit of history into karate Mm. where it comes from who brought this and that not to be let's say demanding on they have to know you know the original uh um, where this kata come from absolutely or what it means but just a bit and the knowledge of your body because it's your thing you should know a little bit more about this more than the regular dude that walks on the street that has no clue and no apparent use to it but it's our job to put a little bit of science knowledge into their brains until they we might hit a few people that they are really interested in knowing that oh i don't have to use the biceps when i lengthen my arms i don't have to use my biceps when i or, or my triceps when i pull or uh, other part of the body this is a bone i have to use the bone this is the radius this is the ulna this is and just a little bit like that not to sound you know like big words Right. To, to make uh, yourself sound like you're an intelligent person. is just a question of a little bit of knowledge so that people know more than uh, this is a finger and this is an elbow, and <laughs> uh, uh, just a little bit more. And right. bones are, are one thing and muscles is another, ligaments is another, but you don't want to go overboard with that, just as little information
4: mm-hmm.
2: and what can bring certain angle in your foot let's say more strength to your technique and stability and it Mm -hmm. ends there Mm
4: -hmm. make
2: it simple stupid Mm -hmm. not not to some instructors that i see and i'm not going to name names they're just like and they look at and everybody's just glazed because there's so much information which 90 percent of that is absolutely no use Mm-hmm. and people are losing interest right. and you're watching you're not watching the instructor you're looking at the people and you go they're totally glazed they're like <laughs> yeah. you know animals on the side of the street like that and waiting for the car to pass and poof so and making jokes of course is part of the deal as well you know make it fun and interesting so yeah. my point is just a little bit of science a little bit of history and pain there are three ways of learning <laughs> okay. Three ways of learning. You learn first. You look at what the instructor is doing. You, I'm going to finish not with this one. I'm on. A, there was a camera. Um, so <laughs> you go. You you look at what the instructor is doing, and you copy him. You listen to what the instructor is saying, and you try to understand it. Then you do it,
4: mm-hmm.
2: or you get punched. That third one is pain. This is automatic. Mm-hmm get out of the way block do something and you cannot take the third one out because it's the the real one this is why they came to your dojo to learn a little bit more you know reality when you when you go for people in your maybe big uh, football people i don't know mm. but if the guy runs to you and he wants to go through you well you have to do the thing the same thinking as in karate Mm-hmm. Or opposite, use the football thing and put it in karate, and you'll find that you know, get out of the way is a pretty good deal.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: There's something uh, two hundred and fifty pound kind of guy running at thirty miles an hour at you. Maybe it's a good idea to step away, Just let him go. So ideas like that.
0: Yes, it's funny. One of my <clears throat> one of my pet peeves is when um, karate instructors will try to teach particular movements. And my thought is, if you don't see that type of movement in other sports, there's a good chance that it's that's not how you should be moving. Like if you see someone who takes off running, and you understand like how a sprinter gets out of the blocks or how a lineman gets off the line in football, it's very straightforward. Sometimes we make movement so much more complicated than it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you were saying, so that that drives yeah
3: like they describe it more complicated than what it's supposed to be right Right. then when you see them do it they're not doing what they're doing so it's like uh,
2: that that's that's why that's why pain is a good answer (laughs) because it shows that it doesn't work right so that's you cannot take that equation away and there's too much philosophy in karate Mm -hmm. lots of people instructors they like to put philosophy on everything and whatever what they are saying is just like a s- smoke screen and it's not reality it's just not there it's not going to work so
1: she's the killer
0: there you go it's not a, it's not a complete podcast without a dog <laughs> um so kind of a kind of veering in a in a sensitive direction <clears throat> so at the seminar, there was a DON exam, and seven people tested, but only two passed. Um, and everyone, wa- I think, to the majority of people who were watching, it was evident as to who probably should pass and who shouldn't. Um, but how do you as an instructor handle that? I mean, you were on a judge board with two other instructors and some of the students belong to some of those instructors. How did you go about handling that? And how do you normally handle that when you have students who maybe aren't quite up to par? Or how do you maintain a good standard of karate when it comes to you judging?
2: The exam is too fast. Mm. There's should be more time to explain and take notes and explain to the person why it's not working. Mm. And we've been going through that during the day that you train and you could see the attitude in certain uh, students where they were there on Friday and Saturday morning because they had a test never showed up on Sunday so to me it's like uh, oh uh, why are you going to that place well I'm going for a black belt test yeah right okay well try your try again you know and uh, there were a few people who had good attitudes Um, the Boston people were really you know good on that and uh even then even that you know uh, one of them didn't pass because he didn't know his curriculum for nidan and kata which mm-hmm. is you know you, you cannot go there and not knowing what they on Nidan Sandan Yanan, Go not right. I like i could p and forget about the all all that because you're working on your Sandan kata it's not enough it's supposed to be an add up stuff till you get to that point right you cannot forget what happen in the past. So, um, and, but it's a technical thing. He's just gonna learn it and it's gonna go like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, great attitude people, and you can feel it inside where you could see the other ones that came for the exam and you saw the results as well, but it's the instructor pro, uh, uh, job to put them in their place. But the, the instructor should be put in, in his place to start with because that's where it starts. Karate is not only a uh, you know a, m- a mind thing. It's, it has to be good technically, and you explain what the body should be doing in basic. And basics are basics. If you don't have the basics, basics, you're not going to go up. It's like losing the five first steps or stair uh, to go up to up to the, the second floor, and you're thinking you're going to go up, but there is half of it that's not built properly, mm-hmm. and that's what we saw. It was just uh, not not uh, good. But it's the instructor's job to show how it's supposed to be. And if the instructor is badly instructed, mm. how can he know how to explain that afterwards? The mm. only way is to go to other seminars and have, when you have all your students being failed, you should look at yourself and say something's wrong. Right. So it's a, a the, uh, it's a big part of the, not the students. It's the big part of the instructor. Yeah. Yeah. We're bringing yeah. a culture of quality Mm -hmm. Well, bring up culture of quality starts with you, and then you can teach quality afterwards. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That that was kind of frustrating because I felt like Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning were classes geared exactly what they needed to work on, and they could have improved so much, but didn't show. Yeah. That just I just thought to myself. "Mm,
2: Yeah. That irked. It shows. It shows. shows. But then it was one guy. There was one guy who failed, or two guys who failed, uh, who came over and said, "I'm going to redo that properly next time." So I need to work on it. But he did not show up. One of them, and the other one was from Boston, so he had to show up as well. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the heart of that person was great. You know, you could see that. You know, uh, he knew. Uh, he, you know, inside of you that you know it's not going to work, and he knew in advance. And we worked. We try to help him in advance, but you don't change in one day. Right. It takes a lot of work. You have to go back home and retrain anything. So it's it's kind of just of a uh, like it would have been known more as a private class or a, <laughs> and then you go back home and you work at it. Like you did, you know you're putting video sending to Steve and then you, you you get a little feedback out of that, which is a tough thing to do because you're being corrected over the phone,
1: right.
2: which is not the same as being, live one in front of the other and say okay uh okay try your hips because your hips is going this way and then you move the person then okay feel that now you got your leg being used and okay step step your your heel down or your heel up or
4: mm-hmm.
2: shoulder going this way but it's live i mean it's tough to do right a great great work out of a video
4: mm-hmm. yeah
2: but that's yeah. at least uh, you actually and i said that to steve that it was nice seeing good technique coming out of you guys and a few people over there. Because from what I was standing, watching the rest of the people, they were uh, most of them, you know, they for for the level they're supposed to show, mm. their dance, quite disappointing. Mm.
4: Yeah. Quite.
2: But yeah. there are people, you know, uh, like Becky. Yeah, and uh, I forgot the guy who trained with you for a little while, um, uh, Jeremiah. Um, he had the J.K. badge uh, oh, John.
3: Big tall a dude here. with the bald head.
2: Eric? Yeah. Uh, no, he, he had he had good technique, a little too rough. But no, the the other guy who had bald hair, you know, uh, he was bald a little bit. Um, I forgot his name. He was oh, next Shannon. to ball. you. Remember that? Shannon. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I like this guy. And other people as well, they did good. But some people are in tune and to try to do everything fast and mm. show how fast they're bad, technically.
4: Mm.
2: See, I'm going to show you how bad I am real quick. So <laughs> instead of, you know, taking my time and trying to do it properly. And it, it, when I, when I that's one thing that I learned over time and I'm not talking to, since I know Steve way before. When I learned something new, I am the slowest person in the gym yeah. because I try to make this machine work to the best of its ability. And if not, I'm going to look at it. And then, it's... And then when he says go fast, try to follow. Mm. But for the most, every time that it's slow, whether I do drumming, and uh, which I'm really bad at, <laughs> uh, whether I do karate jujitsu aikido or anything that i would touch i am going to be the slowest guy in there just to make sure that you know you're not going to repeat three four times it's going to be like okay let let me get 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 my time you know i'm not going to listen to what the instructor goes one two three four five which is way too quick Mm -hmm. and how much time do you have of reflection of what you're inside your eye inside you the eye inside you feel about it because the count goes too fast so that's the instructor's problem also if he counts too fast there's no analyze uh, analysis i'm sorry of the checklist that should be done am i back straight is my position complete is my hikite good is am i looking at the right height or direction all these and there are so many pieces in this body that needs to be aware and when the count goes like one, two, three, four, five, to me, I don't, I didn't like that part of the exams where it's hajme and you do your four four techniques and then hajme, you do your four techniques. It just showed how bad they they uh, they were. And not that they're bad people, it's just that this the pace was too fast to project quality.
0: Yeah. I have to say, as a student at a seminar, I appreciate so much training slowly in that setting. I mean, I get that it is fun to train, to train hard and fast and get a sweat on and know that you went somewhere and trained really hard for a weekend. But you know, I like, if, if you have that chance to finally be um, corrected by an instructor, like we had, like we had this weekend, I prefer to be able to move slow enough to be able to feel what's being taught. And and I I learned that from Steve. Like I remember the very first seminar with him, I was just like, why do we have to move this slow? We I mean, he never did that in our dojo, but I began mm-hmm. to see like, he's trying to explain all these different concepts that you're trying to get down. There's no way you can get them moving quickly. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, the two, the two, of course poisons of them all you know speed and power right and people want to you know go directly to that level but mm-hmm. they don't have it right. so yeah. uh you do that in many other sports give them a they've never uh, played golf give them a driver and they, okay hit the ball <laughs> well the ball is still there Yeah. you haven't touched the ball because right. you went too fast you have to you know golf is a little bit like karate for that it's mm-hmm. you have to take it slow and many other things are actually so much like karate. It's just, you have to make the, the transition to one to the other. You're not going on to a drum set. We're talking about music and go blah, 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 You go, and then your, your sticks are flying all over and then you have to pick it up because it's on the couch back there. And the other one is right there, you know? Yeah. And if I do work in a, a kitchen, I'm gonna go, okay. One, two, oh, that's my finger. No, I have to be careful not to chop that part and I have to be slow. And then what do you do? Okay, I have to read. I'm super slow. Mm. Uh, I'm a slow learner, but when I learn something it, you know, there's uh, okay, I got uh, acquainted to it. And then I feel at home more and more. And that's why when you see one instructor one time you don't get the feel of, Oh, next time I know how he teaches. So I'm I'm," like Steve, how many people, you know, they've seen it once and they go, well, that was interesting. Mm. And that's it because they were, um, looking at a guy who's a master at what he does. And sometimes the explanation that he gives is kind of what (laughs) It, 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 often okay and how many times i told him you know maybe you should try to uh, you know take more time into something like this, um and uh, and um he does that he does that on purpose sometimes but what i mean by that is is you have to take more time into explaining small things and just that's enough that's enough stay on that and just don't work on no more than that and try to remember that what your eyes don't see are the things you need to concentrate on because everything that we see is in front of us. I can see my arms, but I cannot see my hips. I cannot see my back leg. I cannot see whatever wrong my hips, are they level working and the timing, is there anything worse or anything more difficult to work on than the timing, your (laughs) own body timing? how to Mm -hmm. do everything at the same times and everybody just go fast and the hip is finished or the arm starts at the beginning, but the hip is not engaged. Mm -hmm. You can use that as a band-aid tool when somebody has a certain problem, technically like uh, the, the, the hip finishes first and then the punch goes in and then you say, okay, try the hip after. Don't use your hip at all. And then you engage the hip and then you try to say, okay, now try to time it. So that the party that starts at noon will arrive. Every every piece is going to be arriving at noon at the same time. <laughs>
4: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. The seconds, the minutes, and the hour needle. Is that the, what you say? A needle? Uh, the uh, and, uh, In French. I that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hand. I think. Hand. Yeah. yeah.
2: The hand will arrive at noon at the same time.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Not one. Uh, this one's arrived and the other ones are not there yet. What the hell is this? And this one is at ten. One, so change watch, change watch. Yeah. So everything should be arriving at the same time. Yeah. And it's tough. It's the toughest thing to do physically. Yeah. That's use that in golfing. Use that in baseball. Use that in the anything you have to hit something, or, or you take away power and just every. Have you ever played golf? No. No. It sometimes. At. The day that you're going and you're saying, oh, I don't want to force it at all. And then you watch your ball go, what the hell have I just did? It's fantastic. And it's straight. Mm-hmm. You didn't put power into it. You just let the body go into and timing was perfect. And it's, you know, kind of, you go baseball, it's the same thing. You just hit the ball like crazy and it's out of the park. And you went, I didn't even force that. And then you get to control that. And then you put the kime exactly, well, you know what the word is. So you put kime exactly where it needs to be done. And then you go, it's even farther now. Yeah. And then you start to play gorilla on it and you go, and you miss it completely.
0: That's me.
2: That's, that's on the eight, That's on the 18th hole when you play yeah. like a monkey the rest of the time. And then you try <laughs> to, okay, I'll, I'm going to be mad now. Okay. <laughs> mm.
0: Did you have any more questions for him?
2: no nah, i'm okay. good that was a great
3: conversation yeah but one more thing what you're working on
0: what am i working on so i'm working on chinte and like i was telling you yes yeah the the biggest problem i've had is between move three and four so from that um yes. conquered eye position into the next one the stance mm-hmm. transition is the worst part because like and i was telling i was telling steve it's like Trying to do it slowly is so difficult because of the direction that you're shifting your mm-hmm. weight. So he said, you know, a part of it's because I'm, I don't have good enough control of my hips and my back leg. So mm-hmm. working on that control, trying to get that leg over. And I already, I already have an issue with dodge I can't get the
2: stance right. <laughs> so, And like I said before, sometimes take away the slow movement. You have to finish everything together and then work on, yeah, slowing it down. Slowly. Yep. And yeah. it's it's the it's just a training tool. You don't have to do it. But mm-hmm. just try it sometimes. And try it with uh, somebody holding you. Uh, yeah, You can imagine
0: that. Okay. Uh,
2: like your gi. And then you're going. Uh, 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 because your body is not there. Your hip right. should have been here. And then you. Mm.
1: <sighs> you yeah. play
2: yeah. with this. And then you have to do it slowly. And you use it. You have to do the physical thing, the grabbing thing or the punching thing. Um, and then you go back to do it slow and yeah. even slower. And when you did it very slow, do it slower.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Continue to try it, make it uh, difficult until you get a better sense of it. But it's just, again, it's um, we're over a video right now. It's tough yeah. to uh, explain the whole thing. But try it fast. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out maybe... When i do it fast my timing is good but how do i do it so the timing is good i have to copy that it's like somebody who's really good on the right side mm-hmm. and on lousy on the left one mm-hmm. but make a good al- analysis of your right one and then you go on the left and i have to do the same mechanics oh it works i took my time so yeah. Dude,
3: pretty much you just really hitting
0: my leg. I'm not hitting you on purpose. I've, my hand slipped. I'm gonna have oh, to have hand, him I'm gonna have to have him grab me so that I can oh, practice not, it's it's he's talking it. about big people grabbing little people earlier nah, on. Okay?
3: You're talking about like the subtle little nudge yeah, you, like you gotta try it both sides. Uh, the, the, the Dude,
0: you're reading into this, okay?
3: <laughs> I yeah, did mate?
0: not say you're bad on one side.
2: Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay jeremiah
3: what are you working on um i'm working on the uh, the cross block or the, the double handed block and chinte, and just getting the hand we decided
0: to work on the same kata right now yeah
3: the hand and the foot kind of coming together when you do the, the move and around you know timing all that correctly getting the path oh, right oh
2: yeah yeah, and, yeah yeah.
3: and then getting that you punch.
2: asked me that question
3: yeah that ski in the, the beginning of it i just i'm doing it through shoulder and i'm not extending my hand mm-hmm. and it's it's obvious because now that when you mentioned that on saturday I was like, you know what, I'm doing it through. I am doing it just straight through my shoulder. I'm not trying to it just, you know, extend my my arm. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, he showed he showed what Steve had said too about the dropping yeah. into the that first yeah, part yeah, and yeah, coming yeah. up into the round.
3: That's that's the thing. Is like, for me, when small moves happen, I can't compound them right away i got to get the one part of the small move get the nuance of that and then start adding to it because if i try to do too many things at once and i don't have one of those parts it slaps i'm just i'm gone i can't get it Mm. i add so much unnecessary movement so
2: you you already answered one of your thing you said try to do too many things at once so if if i were you (laughs) i'd be working only on this part here and yeah just, and just yeah. using your glutes not that i want you to watch my ass but uh, <laughs> but when you use but well, you pull your shirt up and then when you go when you go yeah boom, and it just mm-hmm. and then you relax and then you go for afterwards but your speed try to pong like you put uh some sort of a pad right there and you just boom. Mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah again and if you feel your tailbone being used and your glutes being used and your lower abs being used and remember i never said the word except now shoulder Mm -hmm. right right everything is engaging the lower part of the body And it's super explosive. And it's super strong. I mean, your shoulders are not even unequal to what these groups can do. Not even. It's not even close. You're already a strong guy. So take that away. But try to remember that. (coughs) (coughs) And then you pop it up. And working at this distance into a makiwara is one good way to learn it. And there's another exercise that I was thinking all weekend, we should try that. And I've forgotten about it, <laughs> how to use the, how to, how, I mean, my, my, you know, I, I didn't know what to teach this weekend. I mm. just looked and I said, okay, we're going to be doing did, but I didn't have time to do all the things that I wanted to do. Not, it was just like a scratch or a fraction of what I wanted to bring over, which mm. means I might come back later on or mm. do something mm. but uh, it's just the the contact part of it like i was saying to your uh, uh to uh lauren when you do here and you get to feel that there's somebody grabbing you and you have mm. to move it away it's only there and if you do it there it's like the branch of the tree is already broken
4: mm.
2: and you might try but it's already finished because there's no connection here and the lower part where somebody you bring it and then everything turns from the, and this is already glued. It doesn't move. It just stays there. Lats are being used. Pecs are being used. And it's the hip movement and the back leg that just goes and you're turning like a, uh, like a, like a boat would just like mm.
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, my imagination going forward now. <laughs> um, and Yes, and um, Jeremiah, it's the the punching thing. Be at this distance from a punch and just learn to the the one-inch punch kind of approach. But it comes from your glute, tailbone because you'll feel that it's going in like that and nothing from the shoulders, just like, boom. And the lats and everything, like you're coughing or sneezing, you know? I took that from Steve again, mm. but it made... So much sense. Right. Yeah. It's everybody does that at least once or twice a day to cough. So yeah. Anyways. So yeah. specialists are, are COVID people. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, so,
0: yeah. so Gee, what are you working on? Me? Yeah.
2: Uh the the lawnmower uh, <laughs> the <tractor. laughs> uh, uh, What I work on is not putting strength again. Is taking away more than putting in because I'm a victim of that as much, maybe probably not as much as before, but I'm still a victim of, you know, putting too much strength into it. And since last year, you know, I've trained a lot with weights and I injured myself. Mm, okay. I had two tendonitis, tendonitis, especially on my left arm because yeah. I was lifting too much too mm. many times, like six, 700 pounds on my arms like that.
0: Oh yeah. i sure yeah
2: no react i was waiting for the reaction i was like 10
1: 9
2: yes like uh that strong as this you know yeah anyways okay. so, but i did i did that with 30 pounds too many times and too much turn okay. and after a while i was like in pain for not, nothing at all mm. and i truly had to let it go and it was tough. And I started yesterday to retrain again and, um, and, um, yeah, so lower the knee and, you know, I'm kind of 56 eight years old as well with injuries. So i still have to be careful with that, but it's because I had more muscle mass last year and truly I could, I could see physically, uh, it looked good, but I was slower putting too much, you know, shoulders into it, and Steve told me, you know, that's two years ago because uh, mm. I haven't seen him last year. Yeah. Couldn't fly. Yeah. But it, two years ago, I was, you know, bigger and all that. But I, I, put too much strength into it, and that took speed away. And we know that we're in the, a, a martial art of speed. If you want to be uh, efficient into it, after you get the technique and the timing. So I, it probably will help. You know, sometimes there's something happening for a reason, and these injuries might have happened in a way where I'm more loose, but I still have to work. That's that's my thing. Need to work more like being loose and using less energy and just where it's needed, and it's working so far. I'd say it's uh, it's better, uh, not perfect. I'll never be perfect. I'm always going to be insufficient and. <laughs> dissatisfied of whatever performance I do. Even the videos that I've seen of me, it's just like crap. Do you <laughs> see the voice, do you see the guy he looks like an idiot, and <laughs> I, I, I can barely watch anything that goes and it's me in front.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's
3: awesome. That's what, really awesome. what
2: can yeah. I say? This is the French guy in me, probably. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: awesome. Never perfect. Awesome, Guy, thank you so much. Just hang around for a second after this. Everybody else, y'all get out of here.
3: Yeah, thank you guys. Bye. Thank you.
0: I think I already stopped it. Did it stop? Maybe I didn't stop it.
3: Okay.